Hey everyone, welcome to the Phoenix and Chief podcast. I'm your host, Sergeant Stanford, along with General Walker and Chief Chaddock, a.k.a. the Phoenix and the Chief, who make up your leadership team at the 378th Air Expeditionary Wing at Prince Sultan Air Base. You're probably wondering, why is this wing putting out a podcast? Well, the purpose of this podcast is to reach out to the outstanding people who accomplish the mission day in and day out here at PSAB. We know how difficult communication can be in austere locations, and let's be honest, this place is pretty austere. And we hope this podcast will become a channel to connect you to the mission, address your concerns, and tell you about the awesome things we've accomplished as a team. Now you're wondering, where can I hear this podcast? Each week, we will talk about the future of PSAB, upcoming events, our success of the week, and other topics submitted directly by you, our Phoenix team members. The podcast will be uploaded to our Wings Divid site and released on our social media platforms every Wednesday. And it will also be available on Apple and Google Podcasts. All right, enough about logistics. Now for the reason you're all listening. Time to hear from the Phoenix and the Chief. Hey guys, it's uh, Brigadier General Walker here. And uh, Chief and I wanted to start by talking about some of the great accomplishments that we've had. Uh, We just came from Opstown, actually, and we're looking at the build-out out there. Chief... You saw all the, all the changes that we're making and the tents and shelters we're building out there? Wow. Man, everything is going up. In the last 40-something days since the boss and I arrived, we've been pushing dirt, AM2 matting. We're moving, moving lights. We're moving pieces of metal. We're, mo- we're moving everything. We're leveling it flat. We're making a great landscape, and we're landing iron on the ramp. So what more can you ask for from a fighting wing? Yeah, and talk about talking about the iron on the ramp. Uh, we were out there about uh, three weeks ago, and the CE guys were putting those grounding rods in. Did you see how they were doing that, how they were cutting those grounding rods in? Yeah, amazing. They had taken a traffic cone, cut part of the traffic cone off, and it was putting in some rapid runway repair, uh, quick-set concrete, and hammering those grounding rods down probably about three foot or so. And then pouring the concrete, and it was setting almost instantly. Yeah, so places where we couldn't have parked, uh, couldn't have parked airplanes a month ago, we now got airplanes out on the ramp. What a great, what a great story by our team. And uh, just for your awareness, I sent that to General John Allen. He's the chief of Air Force Civil Engineering, and he's propagating that through the CE channels. Well done to the uh, to the CE team on that. Not only that, but let's talk about the DFAC out there, Chief. Hey, what about DFAC? 1,400 meals a day is what we're pumping out over there. Uh, people are going in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Less than a month ago, we didn't have a DFAC out there. And then we were only serving about two meals a day. And now we're crushing it. FSS is straight killing it. And not only are they killing it on the, on the DFAC side, on the Ops Town, they're, they're bringing it home for the life support area here. That's right. You know, we didn't have, we were down to two and a half working ovens out of the eight ovens that we had total. And those two and a half working ovens were back here at the LSA DFAC. We bought a bunch of ovens and now we got ovens cooking in both DFACs. So you guys will start to see that the the DFAC is really going to get up on the step uh, and things are going to turn out great there. Like Chief was saying, we're also doing a lot of other stuff at the at the LSA. We're building out tents for expansion. We got a barrier going around the perimeter. You remember watching those guys filling oh, those hescos? Holy cow! You talk about moving moving heaven and earth, mostly earth here. They were lifting buku's amounts of dirt, filling a double hesco wall, and they did it all in less than twenty days. 
and they were throwing up tents, about 136 tents, and they were throwing up Jersey Bears, and they were throwing up T-Walls, and there was about 94, a crew of 94 working 24-7. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, the boss and I went out there and threw up a couple of tents with them, and those guys and gals worked us in the dirt. Those guys were no joke. No joke. They were no joke. Hey, there's a couple things I'd like to just throw out to the team here and places that you can help me out. So the first one is vehicle use, and this was this first came to my attention from our RSAF counterparts, and I just looked for a, a little bit of help there on how we're driving our vehicles. You know, obey the traffic laws, obey the speed limits, and just be a courteous driver, especially here in the LSA, right, Chief? Absolutely. Uh, speed limit's 10 miles an hour. That goes for vehicles, and it goes for UTVs. Especially be careful at night. Not everybody's wearing a reflective belt or any type of reflective equipment, so we need to make sure that we're abiding by that 10 miles an hour on the, on the LSA so that we don't bump into anybody. And if we do, well, it won't hurt as bad. Second of all, you know, our vehicles are for on-road use only. So unless you're a cop out there in a MAP-V doing what cops do in MAP-Vs or EOD in a MAP-V, cool. all of our vehicles are on-road vehicles. Uh, so let's use them appropriately. We, we just got a few more incidents with our vehicles than what we ought to be doing, and, and that's primarily to, it, it goes back to how people are using the vehicles. And make sure that you're buckling up. Using And if you're riding in a UTV, you're wearing a little bit of iPro. We never know when the wind's going to kick up, and that dust is absolutely excruciating once it gets inside your eyes. So please make sure you're covering up. Yeah, here's another thing you guys can help me out with. Uh, we got the DFAC storage. There's the reefers back there behind the DFAC, and there's a dry storage tent. And that's not an authorized distribution point. So if you don't work for the DFAC, please just stay away from that area. Nobody's got any business back there. Yeah, unless you're helping us unload the deep, uh, the trucks during uh, during food delivery. We can always use help unloading the trucks. Yeah, that's right. Okay, a couple uh, things on what's next coming up on the calendar. We're working with contracting and finance to get some Cadillac latrines set up on the base. I think that that's probably about two months away, but you'll see that come through. We're also working on, to, on getting the new MWR uh, tent set up. They just got that set up. Uh, in fact, they were uh, doing some karaoke. They were watching about uh, three different movies, doing some cards and dominoes. I don't know how everybody was paying attention with everything going on in there. That's right. And the other thing, we've had a lot of input on, hey, when are we going to get more equipment for the gym? Some of that's starting to flow in. So you're, you'll see the gym will start to get built out. It's better than it was a couple weeks ago. It's going to keep getting better. And we just got the new floor laid down, so uh, you can, some of you heavy lifters that like picking up big things that are heavy and dropping them, please don't drop them, but we ask that you gently set them down and we still won't tear up the floor. So this brings us to the interactive part of our podcast. Each week, Public Affairs fields questions from around the wing and select one to be answered and discussed during the podcast. Let's call this the man in the sand question. The first man in the sand question is... Why do we have to wear our uniform or PTs to get food from the defect? So I'll take this one. Uh, And Chief, you can pile on. So we're going to go to a primarily uniform base here. Some of that is we're a warfighting base and we're going to maintain the warfighting attitude. Part of that is we got people working 24-7 and we're just not going to get into the gray area of what's appropriate uh, clothing to wear and what is not appropriate clothing to wear. And we're tying it to facilities. If you want to wear civilian clothes around the LSA when you're not on duty, I don't have any problem with that. If you're in your tent, I don't have any problem with that. If you're in the gym for now, uh, I don't have any problem. you got to have a sleeve shirt, and you got to have shorts that are at least as long as your PT uniform shorts. As of the 1st of April, you're going to have to be in a service 
uh, authorized PT uniform. And the same goes for uh, the DFAC. And here's why. Chief, you want to talk about the people who have to enforce it? Yeah. What we're looking at is we're looking at a one or a two striper that is sitting at the door making sure everybody scans in to count for the meals so that we can kind of properly justify how much we need to forecast for food. And then that one or two striper is taking a little bit of a, a grizzled look or some verbiage that uh, is not becoming of true professionals that are working out here in an austere environment. So it's just a cleaner look. It's a cleaner, uh, no argument, no frills. Uh, hey, I'm in PTs or I'm in my OCPs, and then we, we have no arguments there because then you're always in, in check. And, and here's, here's another thing. You know, we're, we're a lot closer to Bagram than we are any other base over here in the Middle East. And this is, I kind of adopted this policy from Bagram. And when you're at Bagram, you're either wearing your PT gear or you're wearing your, your service uniform, your duty uniform, and that's where we're going. Please do not misunderstand. The boss and I want to make sure we're clear. We want to give you a little bit of time to, so to speak, let your hair down. You can do that right outside your hooch. You can do that right out, right outside on the boardwalk when you're in the NWR tent. You can make sure that you're wearing conservative uh, civilian clothing. As well as when you go into the marketplace, we need to make sure that we're wearing conservative civilian clothing because we are guests in another country and we need to make sure that we're not doing anything offensive. I think that's a perfect explanation, Chief. Thanks. Cool. Well, that's it for our first The Phoenix and Chief podcast. If you have any feedback or a man in the sand question, please email publicaffairs at 378aew.pa at psab.absent.af.mil or shoot us a message on social media. Stay tuned for the next episode. Until next time, you stay sandy, PSAB.